Reading from the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brethren, do you not know that those who run in a race all indeed run, but one receives the prize? So run as to obtain it. And everyone in the contest abstains from all things, and they indeed to receive a perishable crown, but we an imperishable. I therefore so run as not without a purpose. I so fight as not beating the air, but I chastise my body and bring it into subjection, lest perhaps after preaching to others, I myself should be rejected. For I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized in Moses, in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. Yet with most of them, God was not well pleased. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus spoke to his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And having agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And about the third hour, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace idle. And he said to them, go you also into my vineyard, and I will give you whatever is just. So they went. And again he went out about the sixth and about the ninth hour, and he did as before. But at the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing about. And he said to them, Why do you stand here all day idle? They said to him, Because no man has hired us. He said to them, Go you also into my vineyard. But when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning from the last even to the first. Now when they, they of the eleventh hour came, they received each a denarius. And when the first in their turn came, they thought they would receive more, but they also received each his denarius. And on receiving it, they began to murmur against the householders, saying, These last have worked a single hour, and thou hast put them on a level with us, who have borne the burden of the day's heat. But answering one of them, he said, Friend, I do thee no injustice. Didst thou not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is thine and go. I choose to give to this last one as to thee. Have I not a right to do what I choose? Or art thou envious because I am generous? Even so, the last shall be first and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. Praise to you, O Christ. As we celebrate Septuagesima Sunday, the tabernacle candle in the church burns this week in loving memory of Marjorie Ann Laville. The second collection today is for the building fund. Last weekend, uh, I invited everyone to take home a copy of the bulletin and to give it a good read-through of the, the why and what for uh, about our parish census and communication initiative uh, that, we are, that we are going through. Um, and so this weekend, I would invite you uh, to pick up a bulletin again once more and to be able to, to fill it out, uh, to fill out the information uh, that, is, uh, that is needed and requested there. Again, it's a three-part thing. The first is a registration form for the parish. Uh, and so though you may be already registered, uh, we would like to update and make sure that our, that our uh, 
information for, for our parishioners uh, is up to date. Uh, there have been no shortages of times uh, where we've give, called someone's home phone number uh, only to realize they disconnected it three years ago. Uh, or to be able to send mail to someone only to find out that they moved and so our, our postage was wasted and it simply comes back to us with a return to sender essentially uh, does not live here uh, address coming back and so uh, certainly we'd like to, to be able to update our, our information for our parishioners in the parish uh, as well as we know that there are some who, uh, who come uh, to St. Agnes with some regularity who are not parishioners here uh, and if you do come here regularly, I would encourage you to consider uh, becoming a parishioner officially. Uh, and so it's a, sort of a, a membership drive as well, if you will, uh, to be able to encourage those who, who do uh, find, uh, to find blessings here at St. Agnes uh, and would like to, to call it home uh, for you to be able to do so, would encourage you to do so. And lastly, uh, on, that, uh, on that same form, the registration form, there's also a box called Friend. So. Uh, you can mark as new parishioner as updating your information, or you can mark as a friend of St. Agnes. Uh, so friends of St. Agnes are individuals who uh, are parishioners at other parishes in the diocese, but have, uh, have a connection here at St. Agnes, whether you come once a month, whether you come from time to time, come to weekday masses, come for special feasts, uh, kids in catechism program, these kinds of things. Uh, and so there are those individuals who are connected here at St. Agnes, even not officially parishioners, so I invite you then at least uh, to be able to, to mark yourself uh, as a friend of St. Agnes, so again, so we can have your information to be able to contact you. On the back of that registration form in the bulletin, there's uh, what we're calling the talent tally. Uh, it's a list of, of check boxes or, or, or little lines for you to indicate uh, interest or availability in certain areas. Uh, one of them, so the, the top portion of it is kind of skill sets uh, that individuals may have. Uh, and so these can include things like if you have a skill at sewing or, or woodworking or if you're good at uh, a clerical office work or if you're good at computer things. Uh, these will be helpful projects for us uh, so that helpful things for us if you're willing to, to serve in those capacities in a, in a, um, you know, a limited kind of volunteering basis. Because uh, our office staff runs with, uh, with two people uh, full time plus myself uh, and uh, we do all the same, all the same work. Uh, we have to run all the same programs as other parishes that have 20 people on staff and, uh, and half a dozen deacons uh, kind of backing things up. So, so, uh, so certainly we do rely upon many of you who already are doing things in the parish uh, and certainly would like to be able to, to make that uh, even more robust in our, our willingness uh, to commit and serve in the community. And so that's the, the top portion, and there's also an other section. So if there's a skill set that you have that might be usable, uh, might be useful to the parish, uh, it can be a, a helpful thing uh, to be able to indicate that as well. On the bottom part of the form, there are varieties of ministries and things that one can get involved with. Uh, the Knights of Columbus, the Altar Society, uh, ushers, uh, uh, altar servers, these sorts of things. It certainly are ministries that are in need of uh, parishioners to be able to, to continue to, to bring new life and new blood uh, and to be able to serve uh, so as not to allow all the weight to rest squarely on the shoulders of those who are present there. One thing particularly for us at this Mass that I neglected to include on the form lamentably, but is certainly uh, a necessity for us, uh, is the choir. Uh, this is something we, we have a beautiful choir and we're blessed by God uh, to be able to come here week after week and have a beautiful music that, that glorifies the Lord, uh, but we need more voices. Uh, and so I know we've had, we had something in the bulletin uh, within the last couple of weeks uh, encouraging parishioners who, uh, who might be available if you've got a if you've got a voice and you can somewhat match pitch, 
uh, we can use you. Uh, and so I'd invite you uh, to be able uh, to get in touch. If you want to just stand back at the back, I'm sure Ms. Carla would be more than happy to, uh, to talk to you uh, after the Mass and to be able to get your information. Uh, but again, we definitely want to continue to, to, to support and to promote uh, our choir here at the Latin Mass and the other Masses we do through the year. Uh, so uh, feel free to get in touch with her after Mass or at another time. This also, we recognize that there are other, uh, other ministries or other individuals who might always um, be able to, uh, to serve in the capacity that they have in the past or might not be able to do some of these particular things, but can assist from time to time. Uh, some of these are things like a wedding coordinator, which is not quite as, as ominous as it seems. Uh, it's simply someone to be able to be here to assist uh, the priest and to assist the sacristan in kind of lining people up and making sure people get down the aisle in the proper order at the proper time. Uh, kind of just a uh, more or less a, a referee to, to kind of organize the chaos as much as possible uh, with weddings and the things that happen with that. Also looking for someone uh, for, similarly for funerals and for baptisms to be able to assist in these ministries, these little things, these little ways but that are important for us in the life of the church. And also for those who are not able to, to be here, not able to, to be active in some of these ministries or works, it is certainly a helpful thing to be able to pray. Uh, intercessory prayer is not something that is, uh, is, is frequently enough talked about, but it certainly is uh, one of the most powerful en engines in the life of the church. And so we'll be starting up a prayer ministry, a prayer line. Uh, and so we're looking for individuals uh, who would be able to, to assist in that way as well. And certainly more information will be coming. And so, again, all of those things would invite you to do that. Uh, we do have, uh, so each of, the, each of the registration forms has a talent tally on the back. For a single person, if you are a house of more than one person, uh, that would invite you to pick up extra sheets on your way out. We have them on the tables. And if you don't want to clutter your house with extra paper for everyone's talent tally, uh, it will be available on the parish website on Monday morning. Uh, and you'll be able to simply go on the page, check the boxes appropriately, and it'll send us the information. We can, we can be nice and green and help save the environment one piece of paper at a time. Uh, also, we can uh, encourage flock note uh, for you to be able to, for us to be able to, uh, to get information out uh, to you quickly. Uh, one particularly is we will be having, a, or we do have, uh, a, a traditional Latin mass group. Uh, not, the, not the Latin mass group that meets uh, after, the, after the Latin mass uh, each month, but rather one for the flock notes. So if uh, we'll be able to give information on updates. So if there are things particular to the Latin Mass, such as uh, a talk like the Latin Mass 101, if we have weekday Masses, if Masses are regrettably canceled for some reason, uh, these kinds of things, updates for, for you particularly, uh, if you want to sign up, that's one of the groups that is available there. So uh, again, a lot of things thrown at you, but again, uh, to go uh, to have read the bulletin last weekend, uh, pick one up this weekend, and, and please to, to plug in there would be a tremendous gift um, for, for our parish as God continues to bless us. This Holy Mass is being offered for Alan and Lucy Kleber. Again, today we begin Septuagesima, the 70 season, if you will. The three weeks, uh, the three Sundays prior to uh, the celebration of Quadragesima, of the, of the Lenten season, to be able to come and to prepare our hearts, recognizing, of course, how easy it is for us to, in, the, in the course of, of, of our daily lives, uh, if one doesn't follow the, 
the, the ordo of the church to be able to look exactly what day is coming up uh, for the Lenten season can easily sneak up on an individual. And this is the reason that we have this pre-Lenten season of Septuagesima, this three-week time wherein we're kind of transitioning in. It's a, part of the beauty of the traditional Mass is, is that things are not always so abrupt. Uh, the most abrupt thing I can think of is, the, is the, the Easter Vigil that kind of brings all the light back simultaneously. But the, 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 the season that we enter into is a stripping away of a few things here and there. The Gloria, of course, uh, is notably gone. The Alleluia and Alleluia verse are, are the same. But there are still a variety of things. We're not fasting yet to the same extent that we are invited during Lent. There are a few little things here and there uh, that, we still, that we still have uh, the joy of. Uh, of, of enjoying for a few more weeks. But it is that this visual cue that Mother Church gives to us that we need to start getting ready. We need to start preparing our hearts, preparing our minds, preparing our bodies and our souls for the season that is soon to come upon us. And today, the Mother Church gives to us, to that end, this encouragement to labor, to put forth our efforts. Labor is, of course, something that... Uh, that we don't often appreciate uh, sufficiently in this life, because labor for us is very frequently seen as, as something we want to avoid, right? There's, the, there's a, the, a thing happening in the world of the, the FIRE movement, the uh, financially independent retire early movement. So, you know, fill up your bank account and then retire so you don't have to do any more work and you can just sit back and relax for the next 40, 50, 60 years of your life. Work often is seen as something to be avoided, and it's, it's, you know, that it's, it's not, uh, it's the thing that you just got to get through it, uh, and then once you get through it, then, then you can enjoy your life, right? And so, this, uh, you know, labor has kind of this, uh, this, this negative connotation attached to it, and it's this fact that very often uh, labor is simply kind of, uh, it is difficult for us, it's toilsome, that particularly whenever we look at the labor for our souls, the labor that must be there because there, there, is no, uh, there are no plateaus and there are no escalators or elevators in the spiritual life. Uh, you either continue to trudge up the mountain or you fall backwards. There's only two directions, up with labor or back with ease. And if we begin to, to allow ourselves to settle in, not to push ourselves, not to be able to strive for holiness, not to be able to, to do the things that Christ calls us to do with great fervor, but if we become, uh, start to, to kind of let off the gas a little bit, it's here that we can easily find ourselves uh, in great trouble. But again, it is difficult for us at times. Sometimes we desire to back off. And again, Mother Church wisely gives to us today this encouragement to kind of revive us now so we can start uh, if we have found ourselves in kind of a, a bit of a spiritual lull, if we've allowed the, uh, all the, the treats and candies of the festival season uh, to be filling us up, if we've been kind of contending ourselves on the wave of, of the joys of the holiday season, which is concluded, in so many ways it becomes easy for us not to, not to strive for this holiness, but to, to kind of start to get along just a little bit, but not really not to push too, too hard. And so we are shaken today. In a sense, Mother Church kind of grabs us by the shoulders and says, Get your act together. Wake up. Bring us to this renewal. 
certainly as we recognize today is Super Bowl Sunday. In the news is all the, you know, the, the things about what the players have been doing. Also, they, we know that they have their, their parties and they have their big feasts and you know, they get all kind of neat tricks and gadgets and things that are going on. But they're working as well. They're spending time, they're continuing to practice, they're going over the plays, they're watching video, they're doing all, going through the, the, the game plans, they're doing lots and lots of work. And they haven't just been starting it and doing it in the last couple of weeks, they've been doing it since last year, and, and the year before that, and the year before that, many of them, and, and they've been doing it for years, continually striving for a singular goal. Ultimately, anyone playing in the NFL desires to win the Super Bowl. And the fact is they go to great lengths to be able to do it. They push themselves intensely. It's, a, it's a, a, a painful thing that they endure. And all, as St. Paul reminds us, for a perishable crown. They put forth immense effort. Their entire lives, if they're professionals, their entire life is devoted to the singular thing. For a trophy that in the end collects dust. And so someone has to clean it off every now and then. That's the prize. A little bit of hardware in a case. If that's the goal that we strive for, you can take it. But what St. Paul is encouraging us is people in the, in the in athletic world, people, people who are looking for the things of this life, and it's not just athletes, it's, it's just this life in general. If you're looking for the things of this life in whatever form that comes for, if you're looking for the honors and the notoriety and the power and the authority and all the whatever of this, of this world, you will have it, and it will perish. And then when it perishes, you will have nothing. But for we as Christians, we strive for an imperishable crown, something that will not fade away. It cannot be taken from us. It doesn't collect dust. It's a crown that endures forever because it is the crown of salvation. If we allow ourselves to work in this life, and to labor and to strive, we, we do so in the Christian life for something that never ceases and that will always be present there in the life of the world to come. And it is the greatest of joys. Essentially, St. Paul is saying, look at the people of the world and how much they strive for their earthly things. And if you're not striving more than they are in the Christian life, we don't understand what we're striving for. If we're not willing to go to great sacrifices, even more than, than, than whatever person striving for the things of the world, then we don't know Christ fully. We don't understand the riches that await. We don't understand the, the crown that is offered to us and the lengths to which we should go to be able to attain it. To do whatever is necessary. We will go without food, we will go without sleep, we will be chastised by the world, we will experience difficulties in the body, difficulties in the mind and the soul, we will experience countless trials if we're pursuing Christ. And yet every single one of them is worth it a thousand times over. This is the encouragement of St. Paul. To remember that we have a goal and we should be striving towards it. If our experience of this earthly life is a casual, a casual stroll uh, through, uh, you know, through the park, we will not win the race. But if we strive, if we go as quick as, quick as we can, if we be able to, to, to seek to run but not without a purpose, you know, if we seek to run with the purpose of pursuing Christ, 
is worth it. And we'll gain a heavenly joy, a heavenly prize. We're shaken also to remember that just because we are here doesn't mean that we are going to win. Just because you show up at the race and you have the bib number tied to your, you know, or pinned to your shirt doesn't mean you get a trophy. It doesn't mean you're even going to finish the, cross the race to the finish line. Many people, especially a longer race, will quit before they do. They'll be done. But even those who finish doesn't mean that they gain anything other than they finished. What of us? The reality is that St. Paul assures us of the same thing of the, the people of Israel that they all, it says, they were all baptized in Moses in the cloud and the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food, all drank the same spiritual drink, which came forth from the rock, which was Christ. Yet most of them were not well-pleasing to God. In a similar manner, we could say the same things in the church. All come, you know, maybe not all, should be all, right? But as many as come to Mass, they come and they sit in the pews. We all hear the Word of God. We're all present for the sacrifice. We all, we all hear the homily. We all hear and, and join our hearts in these prayers. We all can receive communion. But not all will be pleasing. It's for us to recognize and to be sure that there's still fire in our bellies to keep pursuing our Lord. And not to settle. Not to settle for, well, I'm better than I used to be. Or I'm better than those people over there. As if we're the publican and the tax collector. Is for us to be able to always to continue to press forward more and more in pursuit of our Lord, more and more in the pursuit of holiness. This is what Christ calls us to. And He's calling us to begin that renewal here and now. Again, it's not Lent yet, but Lent is coming. And while we ought always to be living the aspects of, of penance and prayer throughout the course of our lives, it's for us to make sure that we are doing it even fervently during this holy season that is to come. And so in the days ahead, to be praying about these things, to fast a bit, and to ask, what is God's will for you in this time? What is it that Christ is calling you to, to give up, to do more of, to separate yourself from, and to pray for the courage to do it? And sometimes we can settle, even then, in pursuing the Lenten season. We may have a thought of doing something that would be rather difficult for us. We settle for something that's more attainable. And certainly this can be understandable. One doesn't want to simply fail everything at the, at the Lenten season because you set your sights too far or too high. But it's for us to make sure that we don't settle for anything too low either. So as we offer this Holy Mass and begin this season of Septuagesima, let us implore the Lord for His grace and for His mercy. Help us discern his holy will, particularly for us during this Lenten season, to begin today to prepare our hearts to look forward to the race that will be won if we persevere in the crown that is imperishable that awaits.